Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1819 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. And if you are ready to accomplish that one big goal, check out the Freedom Journal, where you'll accomplish that number one goal in 100 days. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Christopher Cumby. Christopher, are you prepared to ignite? Let's rock it out. Yes. Christopher is a sales trainer, consultant, and a master sales coach. He's the author of The Success Playbook and founder of The Kick-Ass Sales Game. Chris, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. For sure. Well, I'll start with my personal. I'm a dad of four kids. And I have a beautiful wife. I live at the uh, beach in Florida, which, um, you know, was one of my goals. And I've been an entrepreneur for now 16 years and uh, close to 30 years being in sales um, specifically. So that's, um, you know, been my journey and it's been an exciting one. And I've had some really great uh, opportunities as well as, you know, like anybody building businesses, setbacks as well. And I think it's all about pivoting. Pivoting is key. Being able to adjust, being able to iterate, all those things, Fire Nation, have to be part of the journey. And Chris, in your iterations in life, you become an expert in a few things, but what would you say today your area of expertise is? I focus on revenue. You know, it's one of the most important things in a business, as you know, and working with salespeople on the front lines is where I feel the most comfortable just because I've done it for so long. I've been a commissioned sales guy for a lot of my years. Um, And, you know, when you turn entrepreneur, you're still, you know, in my mind commissioned because you have to go and create the revenue and then get paid. So that's where I love to camp. I love to be um, I'm most comfortable and I'm able to help people in that area. So what's something that we, Fire Nation, don't know about revenue that, frankly, as entrepreneurs, we probably should? One of the things that keeps your business going, and I think we all know that, but one of the things that most people don't is, um, you know, they think revenue turns into profit. And I think that one of the things that most people need to do, especially if they have a product or service, is really understand their profit line. You know, when most people get in, uh, in into business, uh, they're just excited to get into business and they don't really look at the analysis maybe as closely as they should to really understand what the profitability looks like. And they wonder down the road when they're moving along and things aren't adding up. And I think that that's part of, um, you know, learning for sure. But if you can mitigate that by understanding you know, out of the gates, what it's going to look like. So a lot of times people lose sight of the analysis. They do the activity, but they don't do the analysis. And I'm a big uh, you know, fan of looking at things from 90 days, breaking it out, and then you know, looking every month to see what my activity produced so that I put some focus around you know, what's important. And again, to what we mentioned out of the gates, you pivot, you, you make some adjustments, you do what's necessary to make your uh, your company profitable, and you look at maybe getting um, rid of some services that aren't profitable, maybe, or you know, bringing on products uh, or different things that uh, will make you more profitable. So I think that that's an oversight. A lot of times when I'm dealing with entrepreneurs specifically, let's get granular for a second, Chris. I want to talk sure, about maybe an sure. example. Like, what does it look like to focus on the profit, and maybe even more importantly as well, like, what does it look like when you're not focused on the profit? Like, what specifically is an example there? 
I'll tell you, you know, when I first got started in providing services in the energy sector, uh, I wasn't really quite sure how to charge for my service. I, I went um, to companies, I created uh, this value proposition, I talked to them about what it would look like on their side. And, you know, that's the right thing to do is focus on what's going to be uh, right for the company that you're working with. But what I lost sight at the beginning was not understanding what I was going to be able to pull from it based on the amount of time that I was going to be spending with them. So, you know, there was some times when uh, it wasn't as profitable as I, you know, wished it to be and didn't understand the numbers very well. So what I did was um, obviously start looking a little bit more granular at what that was going to look like based on the amount of time. But sometimes it takes a little bit of practice and I wasn't afraid of, you know, that failure, let's call it, because it allowed me the new knowledge that then I was able to extract and then, you know, bring my company more profitable as I moved things forward. So Chris, I want to move into your journey now as an entrepreneur, because I think it's pretty critical that we can learn from not just what you know now, what you're an expert at, but what you failed at in the past. So take us to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. Tell us that story. Well, it was a significant one, and it was only a few years back. In fact, in 2009, I sold my company, uh, and it was an exciting time. And when you're wrapped up in an exciting time, sometimes you lose sight of some of the most important things. And details, in this case, were really important. So we went a good year into the business. Um, at first, we were trying to reinvent the wheel. We learned very quickly that all we needed to do is go and do what we did best in the company that we were working you know, from the onset. So what happened was, later in that year, Unfortunately, we had um, missed something crucial in our uh, agreement. And, you know, they often say the devils are in the details. And, you know, in my case, they, they certainly were. And we weren't experts in any way, shape or form in legal. And when it came down to looking at, again, profitability, uh, going back to that one thing, uh, we found that um, our company was um, actually – responsible for taking all the profits and paying the larger company's debt, which left us, you know, in a situation we weren't making any more than what we were basically salaried. So I sold, you know, I often tell people I sold my company and I bought a job. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, that wasn't a very comfortable situation to be in. So it was um, it was devastating. I ended up leaving the company because it was like someone shaking my hand and, and kicking me in the knees at the same time. And, you know, if you ever had that happen to you, it's not very uh, fun. <laughs> and uh, I left the company um, and I and I left everything in the company. Unfortunately, I made, uh, you know, probably a decision back when we first started to sink my money in to help the company grow, uh, not realizing that if I left the company, you know, that money wasn't going to follow me. So it was, uh, it was a very interesting 2011 for sure. Uh, after all was said and done and I was left holding, you know, pretty much very little in the bank and, and very little, uh, to my name, uh, with kids and a wife and, you know, lots of things happening. So it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a really crazy time in my life. That is for sure. And, you know, what it taught me though, was that, um, I needed to learn a few things and, and the things that I did learn, I was then able to, you know, take into the future and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a lot better for it, I guess. And, and not at the time. Well, when, don't hold it back, Chris. What did you learn? Well, I learned that um, it's very important to 
you know, seek advice, uh, seek advice from people that, you know, know um, the information. And in my case, uh, it was getting information uh, around acquisitions, uh, legal at that. And when I was able to, you know, really hone in on what the detail was that held me back, I had ensured going forward that I was going to make sure everything that I did was going to be reviewed and um, double checked. But at the same time, I started a new company and the partner that I brought in is actually a lawyer. So uh, it kind of of worked out in the end and, um, you know, I'm happier for it for sure. Profitability, Fire Nation, is something you need to focus on. I mean, so many of us are listening right now. I mean, you're an entrepreneur or you're a wantrepreneur or you're a sidepreneur. You know, you're, you're, you're listening to this on your way to a job that you don't like and you're like, if I could only just leave this job that I don't like and start this entrepreneurial thing, then life will be so good. And so, so many people rush into that action of leaving that job they don't like and diving into you know what they think is this entrepreneurial thing that's going to give them this life and financial freedom, and then they don't pay attention to the details. And you don't, Fire Nation, pay attention to the details, and that is where the devil is, is in the details. And then you pick your head up a couple years down the road from working on this quote-unquote entrepreneurial thing, and you're like, man, I did nothing better than create a job for myself. Like, what exactly am I doing here? I'm, you know, I'm going to work every single day. I'm pouring my heart and my soul into something that's just like for a salary and it's not actually growing or, or building or doing exactly what I want as an entrepreneur. So we just have to always have our eyes wide open, know that we have to learn from those who, who have come before us, like Chris, like myself, who have made the mistakes of just creating another job for us because, you know, that was what we thought the next step was and really creates the right business that focuses on profit first. And Chris, you still haven't really given a good example about what it means to focus on profit first. Like, give me a real, concrete example on what it actually looks like to focus on profit. I mean, let's let's use some numbers here. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I was waiting for you actually to come back to that because I know you're good at that. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it was looking at um, when I uh, went out there and really thought about my business is I looked at what is the profit I want to achieve? And that was setting goals. And I think that that's really where things start to happen. And I think for all entrepreneurs, we start off with this million dollar idea. You know, we have this million dollars we're chasing, we want it. Um, and it's sort of the first step. And then you get multi and, and, and DECA and all kinds of things that happen after. But I was looking at, you know, my profitability. And when I went out there, um, you know, I actually set a goal to make a million dollars in my company. And I then peeled it back and looked at reverse engineering what that looked like. How many clients did I need? What did I need to go do in terms of activity? Who did I need to be to become that? What are the connections or communication skills that I had to learn? And it all come together very nicely because at the end of the day, I not only went out there and closed a million dollar commission, not a million dollar deal, a million dollar commission. And it happened not only once, it happened a couple of times in that focus and setting goals and really understanding. And like I said, reverse engineering what it needed to look like because I didn't need a lot of clients to get there. And in fact, that was one from one client that I got the million dollar commission. And then I went and did it again with a second client. And then there was a handful of clients that made up the next you know, few million dollars in a very short period of time. Once I was focused on what it needed to look like. And I think that, that was the big thing from you know, understanding what profit was. And profit for me at the time, because I had no overhead, 
I literally was building my company from a computer, had a phone, and all I needed was a few connections inside of the energy industry with my suppliers and then find clients. And I just went to work, John. I actually just took myself focused you know, did the work every single day, walked as far as I could see, and then I was able to see a little further. And that's, you know, a quote from Zig Ziglar that I learned, and it just stuck with me that I don't know everything. In fact, it actually excited me knowing that I don't, I don't know what I don't know. But what I do know is that if I keep continuing forward and pivoting where necessary, it was going to attract the things that I wanted to find in my business and have a clear direction of what that looked like. And I chunked it down. I, you know, I took Tony Robbins stuff really early in life and I really applied it. You know, he talks about chunking stuff down. So it's not so big and, you know, a million dollars for some people, John, as you know, is a big number, but if you chunk it down, it starts to become a little bit easier to deal with. And that's when I went to work and figured things out. And uh, that was really all profit for me, to tell you the truth. I had no employees. I didn't have anybody else to pay out. All I had to do is take my skill set, go to work every day, and create you know this this uh, this commission for myself. And it was uh, it was just an amazing adventure. And I learned so much for that. In fact, that's what the kick-ass sales game is all about today. And that's what I teach other people do. Not necessarily to go you know, duplicate my exact results from, you know, gaining a million dollar commission. But it was really, what are they trying to achieve? Reverse engineer it and then start putting some action towards it. Very much like your journal. I mean, I think it's amazing to have a hundred days of focus and then breaking it backwards and understanding where you are every day. All right, Fire Nation, I'm going to give you some specific numbers about the journal since Chris brought that up because we're talking about profitability here. So when I was creating the journal, I was thinking to myself, okay, where do we start with profitability? Like a lot of people start the opposite way. They're like, how much is this going to cost? How much is it going to cost to ship it out? How much is it going to cost to ship to a customer? Like, What are all these expenses to, to house it in a warehouse? And then they just kind of like tack a number onto that. Well, I like to work the way and say, hey, how much do I want to profit per sale of this journal? And I came up with that number, and then I worked backwards and said, okay, so now I have this profit dollar amount that I want to make per journal sale so that I know that I am profiting this dollar amount on every single journal sale. And then what did I do, Fire Nation? I worked backwards. I figured out how much it was going to cost for every single one that I actually had to make in China, which was $4.75. How much was it going to cost for me to ship it from China to the States? Well, 25 cents per book. So guess what? Now I'm at $5. How much is it going to cost per month for me to actually house it at Amazon in the warehouse? Well, approximately $1,000 per month for these 60,000 books that I have. Okay, and how much is it going to cost You know, if I give a 10% discount? How much is it going to cost if I offer free shipping? I worked out all those scenarios and then made sure that I was continuing to pad so I had that profit margin so I knew that every sale that I make, I'm making that dollar amount. Now, Fire Nation, so many people will go through all the work that I just mentioned but not have that little profit margin padded in. And they'll do all the work and they'll set up everything. And then at the end of the day, they'll be looking at their numbers and they'll say, I'm like breaking even. And we don't want to break even, Fire Nation. We can't keep giving our gifts to the world, spreading our mission, our our voice, our message to the world when we're quote unquote breaking even. And at the end of the day, when people don't do the profit thing right, that's what they end up doing, breaking even. And it's a painful, sad thing because then they have to stop and go do something else. Now, Chris, Take a couple sentences here. Let us know what you're most fired up about right now. Fired up, really, John, 
to be on the show for one. <laughs> I love your uh, I love your show. Thank you. I, I mean, I had to throw that out there, and you know, I listen often, and um, I listen to a lot of great uh, information. But you know, I'm really fired up about the opportunity to go take what I know now and really teach others how to go and find what's really important to them. Because I often think that most people don't know what they want. And it's mainly because they don't really know who they are. And I think there's specific questions that you have to ask yourself. And when you ask great questions, in my experience, you start to get great answers. You might not get them right away, but you, if you focus on it, and I'm an avid journaler, um, I, I, I've used your journal. You. I, I have both journals. I think that everybody out there should have your journals. They're amazing. And it really helps you identify. And when most people get started... Chris, let me break in here for a second. What is a question that you love asking? Like you said, you have, you think you have to ask the right questions. What's one of those right questions that you've found over your experience is worth asking? Well, one of the right questions, in my opinion, is why do I want something? Why do I want that? And when you really start to ask the question, why do I want it? You'll find out what feeling is really you're trying to get. Because we're emotional beings and the strongest emotional thoughts are what create a reality, then knowing how you're going to feel when you get it is important. But then most importantly, why do you want that feeling and why is the feeling missing now? And I think when you start to really analyze yourself that way, you start to really figure out what's important to you. And it's some of the questions that often are overlooked because the simplicity of the question. But I you know, those are really important questions to start asking yourself for sure. And Fire Nation, there's beauty within simplicity. So look at that first step, ask yourself that right question, and then take that next step forward and, and see what comes next. Now, value bombs have been dropped, Fire Nation. More are coming in the lightning round when we get back from thanking our sponsors. If you're not much of a designer but are looking for ideas for your next logo, website design, or even new business cards, then Design Crowd can help. Design Crowd gives you access to over 550,000 creative minds from around the world who will help you come up with your next design. Plus, Design Crowd makes it super simple. All you have to do is submit your brief, and then designers will begin submitting quality designs for you to review, provide some constructive feedback, and you can quickly generate multiple designs that you love and that fit your needs. Why pay expensive fees and wait weeks for an agency to pitch an idea when you can have exactly what you need within just three days? Design Crowd is so confident. If you don't like any of the submitted designs, they'll give you your money back. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer for Fire Nation. That's D E S I G N C R O W D dot com slash fire. We all strive to create disruptive concepts that help provide value to millions around the world, like Storyblocks, the first and only subscription based stock media company that offers unlimited downloads of member library content. Most stock sites offer a set number of downloads or media assets that aren't updated regularly. But with Storyblocks, you have access to an unlimited number of high-value stock media files that are updated regularly by artists from around the world. This means you get to download all the stock your heart desires from their member library, which includes 400,000 stunning photos, vectors, textures, and icons. Plus, all content is royalty-free, so you can use it for commercial and personal projects. Visit storyblocks.com slash fire to try it free for seven days. That's storyblocks, S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S 
dot com slash fire. Chris, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Always. Let's bring it. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, it's a great question. When I, you know, listen to often a lot of entrepreneurs answer the question, I was thinking, what's what held me back? And I'll honestly tell you, I was chomping at the bit to do entrepreneurship. And I just went for it. You know, when I had the opportunity, I just went for it, John. And, and that's really, nothing was really holding me back. I just went for it when I did have the opportunity. What is the best advice you've ever received? Careful who you listen to. You know, one of the things that I learned really early in life is that as much as your family and friends and people you surround yourself with love you, they're often the ones that'll chop you down. Mm. So I was very, um, in, you know, one of the greatest tips that I got from my coaches really early in life was just be careful who you listen to. And today I listen to people that have what I want and have been where I am, have uh, the things that I'm trying to uh, aspire to. One of my past guests said these very wise words that I've kind of chuckled over the past few days, which is advice can be like a mushroom. If you eat the wrong one, it can kill you. <laughs> it's so true, <laughs> it's Fire Nation. One. And also, uh, what you said there at the end, Chris, is important. Fire Nation, you need to find somebody who is currently where you want to be. That's the mentors you want to find and to follow and ask advice from. Somebody who's currently where you want to be. Now, Chris, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? 5 a.m. club. You know, I learned that really early, getting ahead of the day and, you know, really focusing on me, my being. I do specific things that really help me meditate. I journal in the morning. I get my fuel in. I, you know, drink my smoothies and get all my nutrition. Mm -hmm. And I do my exercise. What's in your smoothies? I actually uh, put a combination of different things, uh, a lot of greens, um, making sure that I have my antioxidants. Um, I put some stress stuff in there as well, you know, different combination that I use. And, um, and I've tried different things over the time as well, uh, you know, and I found that this uh, combination that I'm using is really great. Let me suggest an addition, turmeric roots. Oh, there you go. You know, someone <laughs> told me that just the other day. It's funny that you're bringing that up. Yeah. You know, someone actually mentioned that to me and I'm I like, wow, it. okay, well that just reinforced everything. Nice. It's me. key. It's part of my uh, smoothie for sure. And recommend okay. one internet resource. Google. <laughs> it's been my, you know, resource right from the time I started uh, my business. I actually, it wasn't called G Suite back in the day, but I used it thinking that, okay, who's got the greatest security well, it was probably Google. And what is the lowest cost of entry? Because Microsoft was pretty expensive to go buy. And Google ended up being what I've used constantly, and I use it today. And G Suite provides me all the great you know, things and apps and all kinds of things I can communicate with my team with. Recommend one book to join your book, The Success Playbook, on our bookshelves and share why. It's uh, definitely, unequivocally, comes down to the laws of success. There's not a lot of people that read that book because it's a very big book, 1,200 pages. It's not easy. Uh, in 16 Lessons by Napoleon Hill. Chris, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. For sure. It's always my website. I'm, of course, I'm on all the social media. It's ChristopherCumby.com. And for your guests, I'll do a forward slash fire, and I'm giving away some really cool things uh, to help them out with some of the uh, areas we talked about meditating uh, and uh, I'll be giving my book to everybody as well. So uh, that'll, be, uh, that'll be my gift to everybody in ebook. Um, and it's for, uh, it's for your, uh, your listeners, John. And a parting piece of guidance. Focus, you know, swim in your own lane. 
it eliminates a lot of irrelevant noise and a lot of times people lose sight of it and you know if you think about a carpenter for example if they don't lose if they lose sight for one moment hammering that nail Ouch. they're going to hurt themselves <laughs> so i think focus is definitely one of the most important aspects swim in your own lane there's a lot of people doing a lot of things and if you focus on other people you're going to be swimming outside of your lane and then you're going to get frustrated and i know unequivocally that we all want to compare ourselves but the one thing you cannot do is compare yourself to others because you're a unique individual and you have a unique skill and find that genius inside and just go do it and help other people. And I believe me, when you do that, you're going to feel fulfilled. You're going to finally feel like you found yourself and you know who you are. And I think that that's one of the most important things uh, as we journey through life for sure. Compare and despair, Fire Nation. The only person you should be comparing yourself, uh, you should be comparing yourself to, is you yesterday, and hopefully, you win that comparison. And Chris, you say you listen to EO Fire, brother. What's the challenge I'm going to give you? Focus. What's the acronym? Focus. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, and I completely gapped on it. So why don't you fill that in, John? Because I'm just like all of a sudden I went into this fog. That <laughs> follow <laughs> one wrong. course until success. I mean, Fire Nation. I think about twenty two thousand of you said that out loud. So you get an A plus. Chris gets a D minus because he tried, so he doesn't get an F because he thought about it for a second. But Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with CC. Don't hold that focus thing against him and JLD today so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com just type Christopher in the search bar and his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today these are the best show notes in the business timestamps links galore Chris thank you brother for sharing your journey and for that great gift you have awaiting Fire Nation at ChristopherCumby.com slash fire we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side thanks John Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Christopher today. And from accomplishing goals to launching podcasts to creating funnels and webinars that convert, hello, I have four free courses waiting for you, free, eofire.com, and I will catch you there, or I'll just catch you on the flip side. Get access to an unlimited number of high-value stock media files that are updated regularly by artists from around the world. Visit storyblocks.com slash fire to try it for free for seven days. That's storyblocks, S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash fire.